Hi, my name is John Kim, and I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth. I share my feelings and revelations. I believe in casual or clinical and with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. I am sitting in a very squeaky chair. I just want you to know that. So if you hear something that's not coming from my butt. One of the questions I get often is, how do I know when to fight for a relationship and when not to fight for a relationship? Put a bookmark there. I will get to that question. Uh, But I want to first remind you that you are always fighting for your relationship. Now, let me explain this because many people think you meet someone, you know, oh, there it is. Hear that squeak? Um, There, there's chemistry, there's banter, there's hot sex. And you think that that alone is going to carry you through the fights and disconnect. You think that alone is going to be um, the bridge that makes you walk across the contrast, the arguments, you know, all of that stuff. And the thing that's hard is the more you get to know someone, um, the more you have to fight for the relationship. Unfortunately, I wish it was the other way where naturally the longer it should be the other way, right? The longer you invest in someone, the easier it should be, right? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, it's actually, it gets harder, you know, but, but not all the time. Meaning sometimes it gets harder, but then people start changing. Um, people start growing, people start getting healthy, people start working on themselves and you could actually revamp the relationship. Okay. I'm talking about something completely different right now, but here's the thing. You should always be fighting for your relationship because relationships require both people to fight for it or it's going to naturally drift. This is my belief that and it's not it's not just intimate relationships. I think all relationship uh, relationships, if two people are not fighting for their relationships, uh, for their relationship, then there's going to be drift. There's going to be disconnect. Just because, you know, it's kind of how we're wired, you know, just because we're such tribal creatures, um, we're curious creatures, we're connecting constantly to other people, we're also uh, the only creatures that have cognitive distortions and we're thinking about uh, previous relationships and um, we're also the only creatures that can uh, create panic just by thoughts, right? So we can re-traumatize ourselves just by thinking something. Um, so because of all those reasons, you know, because we jump to conclusions, because we are constantly um, overthinking, overanalyzing and all of that. Um, and then on top of that, we are naturally drifting and, and constantly meeting other people, insert advertising, social media and all the other things that make you want to look over the fence, right? Because of all that, you're naturally going to drift if you don't fight for your relationship. So then the next question is, what does it look like to actually fight for your relationship? You know, um, it doesn't have anything to do with the other person. I think fighting for your relationship means taking ownership of all your shortcomings, all your, 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 uh, I was, I want to say defects, but that's kind of a strong word. I don't believe that we are defective, um, or broken, but, uh, I think It's taking ownership of your patterns that are unhealthy. I think it's being able to communicate. I think it's making an effort to lean into your resistance. You know, I think it's uh, trying to understand your partner, uh, even if it's difficult. I think it's 
trying to practice love languages that don't come naturally for you. You know, for example, if your love language is um, words of affirmation, if that comes easy for you, that's how you show love and, and want to receive love. And what's hard for you is say acts of service, but that's the love language that your partner speaks, then fighting for your relationship would mean to practice more acts of service and love, you know, um, things that are hard, things that bring resistance, things that you're not used to. So when you have two people fighting for their relationship, then you have two people looking inward, two people taking ownership, two people stretching and growing and evolving. And so what that does is that produces relationship glue. I think what that does then is that that creates then a space for the relationship to actually kind of reboot, you know? So instead of drifting, you could, if, if two people are doing this and you create that kind of rich soil, you could fall in love with someone again, or you could fall in love with someone deeper, or you could um, see something new in your partner that you haven't, and almost the relationship becomes new again, right? Uh, and, and this is the good news that I was talking about, the, where you can actually reboot something, I believe. Um, so when I started this, I was telling you that the default is drift, and it was very kind of, um, I was being very Debbie the Downer with love, and that's very, it's very, well, then why, what, why would, should we get in a relationship, right? Um, and so the good news is you can reboot, you can't, two people can rediscover each other um, and fall deeper in love. So, but I don't think that could happen unless people are fighting for their love, fighting for their relationship. And fighting for your relationship doesn't mean to point fingers. It doesn't mean to tell your partner everything that they're doing wrong, right? It means for you to um, clean up your own shit. You know, it means for you to take ownership and responsibility for your half. We'll be right back after this brief message. What if I told you you could get high-quality, organic, and non-GMO groceries delivered straight to your door for a lot less than you're paying now and help out families in need? This is what I love about Thrive Market. Thrive Market tailors to over 70 different diets and values like paleo, keto, and plant-based, delivering the highest quality of organic and non-GMO foods. They offer cleaning supplies, they offer bath products, pet staples, ethical meats, sustainable seafood. It's basically a one-stop shop. And what I love about Thrive Market is you get these premium products that you can only get at certain grocery stores, but you get them delivered straight to your door. And as a member, I'm saving 25 to 50% off traditional retail prices. Also, their carbon neutral shipping is free on all orders over $49. Not only do I feel great about getting a deal on my favorite clean, organic products, but I also feel great about helping to support families who need it most. So here's what they're doing. Addition to membership matching, Thrive Market is matching donations to their COVID-19 relief fund dollar for dollar. Try Thrive Market and become a member risk-free. Just go to thrivemarket.com slash angrytherapist. If you join today, you'll get up to $20 in shopping credit toward your first order. That's Thrive Market, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com forward slash angrytherapist. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Hey, remember when growing up how amazing breakfast cereal was? It wasn't all healthy back then. It was sugary and chemically and addictive and you could eat bowls and bowls of that. Then we had to grow up and become adults and we had to put that away. Well, not anymore. There's a company called Magic Spoon 
and they created a new cereal that is basically what you grew up with, but zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. Magic Spoon offers four flavors based on the all-time classics. Remember these? Cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. Magic Spoon spent over a year working with the best food scientists and chefs to recreate the texture and taste of classic sugary cereal. Guys, this is a dream come true. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And I'm going to give you a taste today. Go to magicspoon.com forward slash angry, and you can get a variety pack. The shipping is free. Promo code ANGRY, all caps, A-N-G-R-Y, magicspoon.com forward slash angry, promo code, all caps, ANGRY. I just made your day. You're welcome. Go get your cereal now and connect to that 12-year-old that you have disconnected to for so long. Okay, now back to the question, when should you fight for your relationship? The short answer, because, I mean, every relationship is complicated, and there's no way I could give you one answer, and it's going to be the answer, right? Um, You have to determine when to fight, uh, when it's worth it, when it is not worth it. Um, For me, I start with this question, and that, and and actually, actually, I don't start with this question. Um, I end with this question. I start with action. I start with, and 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 listen, I'm not perfect. I have um, dropped the ball many times. Uh, the action would be um, doing everything I can, you know, to uh, do everything I can to reboot, do everything I can to respark, realign, you know, uh, to do everything I can to repair the relationship. Now, I've been in many relationships, and I have not... I've not done that every single time. I could already think of once where I pretty much did nothing and I I left a relationship and I know I could have done more, right? But then that's, of course, something that I have to carry and live with. Um, and, and I don't know if I did more, if, if anything would have changed, right? Because I also believe that things happen for a reason and relationships do expire. But um, I think the first step is to really do everything you can, you know? And then the question after that, or as you do that, is, is this relationship, is this love honest to me? And I say that often, but for me, it's all about if something feels honest to you. If you reverse the order, and if you, um, wow, I said that weird. If you reverse the order, and you ask yourself if something is honest to you without doing the work, it could be a cop out. And that's why I said you can't really ask that first. You got to put some work in. You got to earn that question. You know, you actually have to make an effort to repair, um, to change, um, to heal, to do all these things, whatever it takes, couples therapy, I don't know, your own therapy. Um, and then when you feel like you've done everything you could and it's just not getting better, then you ask yourself, is this honest to you? Is this relationship honest to you? Has it expired? You know, um, have two people drifted so far that it's just there's 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 nowhere to, to repair this anymore. And if that's the case, and you're honest with yourself, um, then there I don't think the what where then there's no 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 more fight. Like, what are you fighting for, right? If you have fought, um, and it's just 
you're done, you know, you've, you've done everything you can, then, then there's no more fight, right? Then there's acceptance. There is um, moving on. There is healing. There's all of that. If you are in a relationship that is abusive, if you're in a relationship that is toxic, um, I don't think that just because of that, it means you can't fight for your relationship. Um, if you're in a relationship where someone cheated on you, if there's infidelity, now, of course, the choice is yours, but if you still want to be in that relationship, um, those aren't reasons, I think, um, to stop fighting. And so fighting means something different. So um, if you are in something abusive, the first step isn't to leave. It depends on the abuse, of course, so how extreme it is, right? If you're if you're physically, if you're getting physically abused every day, yes, then it's all about protection first. If you're in a, a relationship that is emotionally abusive, or there's some character assassination, or whatever, um, the the first piece is to express it. The first the first attempt is to the first step is to um, talk about it, and to that's fighting for the relationship to actually expose it. You know, to say something. Um, that's the first domino and that's fighting for the relationship. Even if it's coming from a place of um, drawing a hard line and saying, hey, listen, I'm, I, I will not be in something that's abusive. Um, that is still fighting for your relationship because you're, you're, you're still giving the other person a chance to acknowledge, um, to take ownership, you know, to grow. Uh, so if that's the case, then you guys have a chance to, to kind of grow together. If there's cheating, if there's infidelity, um, fighting for your relationship or I mean, I mean, if there's infidelity, that's not to me enough of a reason to stop fighting, assuming that you are still in love and you know, you want to be with this person. Um, now, if they've cheated on you 18 times, that that may be different. But if someone cheated on you, um, it's about starting the conversation. It's about uh, figuring out why it's about um, ex you know, uh, looking at the black box, what happened, right? It's about putting everything on the table. What do you want to do now? Um, and ultimately, if you guys are both on the same page and uh, you guys both want to continue forward, then it's about you guys going at it as a team. You know, that's the only way to get through infidelity. It's not about, well, you fucked up. You owe me, you know. I'm putting this card in my back pocket and I'll pull it out whenever we fight. It's not about that. That will never work. Um, and this is why infidelity is one of the hardest things to overcome, you know, when people are trying to move, move past that. you got to be on the same team. Anyway, I need to breathe sometimes. You're always fighting for your relationship. So don't ask yourself when you should fight and when you shouldn't fight. I don't think that's the right question. Uh, you are always fighting for your relationship. Thank you for listening. I hope that was helpful. Also, I want to remind you, speaking of relationships, we have three relationship classes in our lab, the TAT lab. It's live Zoom groups. I teach one of them. Um, we have a uh, people who are healing from narcissistic relationships. That one, we also have uh, that one. Why did I say that? We have codependency 101. Um, and then we have uh, something that I'm doing called No More Unhealthy Relationships and tons of lessons about relationships. Anyway, you should jump in. Just uh, go to my Instagram at The Angry Therapist and you can try it free for a week and just click my bio link. I will see you in the lab. Mm -hmm.
listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordeaux, Journey Coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support and business development, ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.